Welcome to the Crushing on Life podcast. I'm your host, Emma T. Fink. Managing your time can seem impossible, especially in this day and age. We all have a million things on our plate. I'm here to help you bring some order to it all. Each week, I'll be delivering you actionable tips that you can take to help manage your time, prioritize your tasks, and still take care of yourself. Before you know it, you'll be crushing on your life. Hey there, and welcome to episode nine of the Crushing on Life podcast. I'm your host, Emma T. Fink. When you hear the word productivity, what do you think of? Do you think of carefully organized notes and color coding? Do you think of people who have their shit together? Do you think of getting as much work done as you can? I'm sure you think of at least one of those things when you hear the word productivity. Typically, we're told that the more work that we get done, the more productive we are. And this is true in some cases, but there are also cases where this is not true. Today, I'm going to share some of the misconceptions that a lot of people have about productivity. The first misconception I hear a lot is that productivity and time management are the same thing. I hear these words used interchangeably all the time. But in reality, they're not the same thing at all. Time management is making the time for everything. It's how you arrange your schedule. It's the things that you decide belong in your life and what doesn't belong in your life. It's the act of actually managing your time, as the name would imply. Productivity is the quality of work done in the time that you've given yourself to get that work done. You could have all the time in the world and not be productive, or you could have an hour and make that the most productive hour that you've ever had. You can have time management without being productive, but you can't really be productive without time management. Let's put this into an example for college students. Time management is setting aside the time to study for your final exams. You've got a block of time and that's what you're gonna use it for. But productivity is actually making sure that you're doing a good job studying during that block of time that you set out. So time management is setting aside the time and making sure that you're sticking to that time that you set aside but productivity is what you actually do during that time. And you need both time management and productivity to lead a balanced and productive life. The second misconception is about what productivity actually means. And some people think that it means getting everything on their to-do list done. This just is not true. Having a to-do list is great. I swear by to-do lists, but a really important part of time management is being flexible. Stuff gets thrown at us all the time. Plans change all the time. So don't set anything in stone. If you've got a to-do list for the day, but something comes up, that is okay. If nothing comes up, but something takes longer than you thought it would, that's okay too. There's this concept called Hofstadter's Law, which basically says that the thing that you're working on will take longer than you think it will, even if you take the law into account. Sometimes I'll schedule time for something like meal prepping and I will fully intend to do something after meal prepping, but if I'm making my meals for the entire week, I'm pooped afterwards. That takes like an hour and a half of just cooking. And I don't really wanna do much of anything after that, especially if it's in the evening. So what you need to do in a situation like this is to take an objective look at your to-do list and assess the urgency of all of the tasks on the list. What needs to get done first? Does something have a due date coming up? Is something else not going to happen if you don't finish this other thing? 
pick one or two of those things to do, the ones that end up at the top of the list, and save the rest for another time. It is okay if you don't get all of your to-do list items done in one day. Remember, we want the work that you're putting out to be quality. So we don't want you to rush through something just so that you can say that you finished it. And overloading yourself isn't going to do you any favors either. The third misconception is, I can't reach maximum productivity if I stop to take care of myself. This is so wrong in so many ways. I just, ugh, this infuriates me when people say this. I heard this all throughout college where people would say, I just have too much to do. I don't have time to slow down. I don't have time to sleep. I don't have time to go make a healthy meal. I don't have time. Y'all, this is just not true. Again, we're looking at quality of work, not quantity of work. And if you don't take care of yourself, you cannot possibly expect to be producing your highest quality work. You can't reach max productivity if you don't stop to take care of yourself. It is a foundation to a productive life. Being well-rested and well-fueled will do wonders for your productivity. Just try it. Remember, minimum seven hours and try to fuel your body with the best foods possible. I know I'm sounding kind of heated right now, but that's because this gets me so fired up. I see people all the time doing things even though they need sleep or they need to eat food. It just, this is why I started this podcast is because I don't want people to do that anymore. It's not good for you. You always need to put your own well-being first. I'm going to say it right now. No task is ever worth sacrificing self-care or your own well-being. Not even if it's crucial for your job. You will be able to find a new job if you are burning out. Same thing with college. There is always room to go back and try again if you are on the verge of burnout. You cannot sacrifice your mental and physical health for school or work or anything else. The fourth misconception is that there's only one way to be productive. There are so many videos out there and there's so many podcasts out there, so many Instagram posts, just all over the internet. Lots of YouTubers and influencers have put out content on how to be productive. And let's be real, a lot of them preach the same things. You have seen calendar blocking morning routines over and over and over again. But you don't have to follow those to a T. The great thing about the world is that we're all different and that means that different things will work for us. So what I like to do is use these videos and podcasts as ideas. I'm gonna take one that I tried that didn't really work well for me. So Amy Landino, I will link to her in the show notes. She is the morning routine queen. She has a system where she calendar blocks her entire day. So if she has a task that she's going to do, she puts it as an appointment on her calendar. This works for her because instead of it just being something on her to-do list and not at the front of her mind, she puts it in an actual spot on her calendar so that she makes sure that she makes time for it and it makes her more likely to actually do it because it holds her accountable. I tried that and I cannot do it. It feels so rigid and like I can't move anything. Even though it's on my Google Calendar and I can drag things wherever I want, it makes my day feels so rigid that it just makes me not want to do anything that's on that list. They don't feel like appointments to me. They feel like a bubble that I am stuck in. And so I just can't do it like that. 
And so I don't. It is so important to figure out what works for you. Taking some kind of personality test like the Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram, I will link both of those in the show notes, that might give you some clues about how you'll best be productive. I happen to be an ENFJ, which means that I am super type A, so I have to plan everything out like what I'm going to get done on a certain day. But I'm also extroverted, which means that I work so much better, especially with tasks like cleaning when I'm with other people. Obviously, during this really weird coronavirus time, I can't always get with other people. And so what I do to simulate being with other people is turning on music because then I feel like I'm singing along with other people and we're dancing and having a good time and doing the cleaning thing. And that's what works for me. So you have to find what works for you. Take those YouTube videos and podcasts with a grain of salt because not everything in that video might work for you. Some people like waking up early. If waking up early doesn't work for you, don't wake up early. We'll get back to the episode in a minute, but I just wanted to tell you about a really cool resource that I created just for you. Do you constantly feel like you never have time to get everything done? Do you find yourself losing sleep to catch up on tasks? Do you find yourself chained to your job with no time to take care of yourself, which often leads to burnout and overwhelm? If you said yes to any of these questions, I've got the perfect guide for you. Introducing the Prioritization Pyramid. This four-step process will help you prioritize the different elements of your life so that you have time for everything you need and want to do, and you won't have to sacrifice sleep to do it. This is the same formula that I used to earn a 3.5 GPA at one of the world's most rigorous universities while having enough time to pursue my passions and get enough sleep every night. The best part? This guide is totally free. So if you're ready to kiss burnout goodbye, head over to emmatfink.com guide and grab your copy of the Prioritization Pyramid. That's emmatfink.com guide. All right, back to the episode. The fifth misconception about productivity is that being productive means working on things for hours at a time until they are done. So I tried to do this a lot when I was in college. I would try to study for just hours on end, sitting in the same place and just trying to do that. But the fact of the matter is our brains cannot just focus on one thing for hours at a time. For the longer you work on something, the more your focus will diminish. So if you try to force yourself to study or work or do something for long periods of time, it's not gonna work. But obviously for things like school, we have to do a lot of studying in order to do well. So here's what I ended up doing. I tried doing little sprints instead of a marathon. So typically I would study for about 45 to 50 minutes and I would take a break in between each sprint. So I would go get some food, I would go walk around, I would take a bathroom break, I would make sure to get up out of my seat and get my blood flowing again, and it actually helped me stay energized. This is sometimes referred to as the Pomodoro technique, I will link it in the show notes if you're familiar, but getting up and moving every 45 minutes or so can be a huge help. When I first started doing this technique, I thought that taking a break was just switching tabs from study work to say Facebook or something that I wanted to do, but that is not moving. You need to get out of your seat and do something else. You can look at Facebook maybe while you're going to the bathroom or going to eat, but you have to get up out of that seat. Another thing that I would like to do sometimes is have a change of scenery. So when I was in school, I would study in the building where most of my classes were and I got so much done there. So then by the time I was walking home, 
I was feeling energized again, and if I had anything to do, I could finish it at home, and it wouldn't take me nearly as long as it normally would have. Sometimes changing the scenery is all you really need in order to regain your concentration, just because you get bored of the same old thing all the time. Like, you can have your study spots, but try to have more than one if you can. Another thing that helped with sprinting is a website blocker. So I would block all of the websites that distracted me for 45 minutes at a time. And so I literally wouldn't be able to use them until the time was up. I talked more about time management tools in last week's episode if you want to go check that out. But a website blocker is a great tool if you're doing a lot of work on the computer. Number six is that you can multitask on things and get twice as much done. Got one thing on this screen, one thing on this other screen, and I'm going to do them both at the same time. Here's the reality. Humans are literally incapable of multitasking. You cannot focus your brain on two different things at once. It's just contact switching and it's making you bring half of your energy to two different things. So this isn't getting more done this is dividing your energy so that the quality of work on both of the things that you're working on is diminished. I believe Ron Swanson said this, uh, don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. It is so much better to have one thing completely done than to have started a bunch of different things because when you have that one thing done, you have a full completed project that you don't have to worry about anymore and you can focus all of your energy on a different one. How this manifested itself in college for me was I would try to focus on one of my classes at a time. So I would get all of my homework done for that one class instead of trying to do one problem from this homework and a different problem from another homework and then work on this essay that never worked out for me. I just had to sit down and get all of that homework done as much as I could unless I had to go to office hours or something and I would just get it as much done as I possibly could. This can work with cleaning too. If you have a bunch of cleaning projects to do, don't just vacuum like one room, vacuum the entire apartment and then you'll have a nice clean surface to work with when you're cleaning the bathrooms or making the bed or doing other things. Productivity misconception number seven is that the productivity and lifestyle YouTubers have all of their shit together. First of all, this is playing the comparison game, and this is so dangerous. Teddy Roosevelt said that comparison is the thief of joy, and he could not be more right about that. When you compare yourself to other people, you're not realizing how far you yourself have come. Not to mention that when you watch these YouTube videos about morning routines and productivity routines and all of these different things from these lifestyle YouTubers, you're comparing their highlight reel to your everything. These routine videos are the best case scenario for them. There is no way that they do these every single day without fail. This is just all the stuff that they like to do. This is ideal state. This is not an everyday thing for them. Sometimes it's really hard to remember, but YouTubers are people too. Just because you look up to them doesn't mean that they don't have flaws. Everyone is human, and so nobody is perfect. And again, we are shooting for progress, not perfection. I will say this in every episode because it is so important. Perfection is unattainable, so we really need to stop shooting for it. Even though these videos look like these people are perfect, they're not. Think about what you yourself post on social media. 
Do you post pictures of yourself right after you roll out of bed with bags under your eyes and your hair in a really messy bun because you slept on it? No. You post the pictures where you've got your full face of makeup on and you look bomb AF at the beach or at a restaurant or at home because it's coronavirus time. And so this happens for these other people too, but you just don't get to see it because you only know them on social media. And so you don't get to see the everyday life or the behind the scenes or what they look like when they're at their worst. But you get to see your everything because you're with yourself 24 seven. So you know all of the things that happen, you know the worst, the best, and everything in between about yourself. And you are comparing all of that to the best foot forward of the people you like to watch on YouTube. So don't do that. It is so hard to stop the comparing game, but I promise you that you will be so much happier when you do. And productivity misconception number eight is I need to stay up late to get everything done if I can't finish it in time. I think you guys know, if you've listened to any episode of my podcast, what I'm about to say. This is the least true thing ever. You cannot do this. Sleep is the foundation of self-care and self-care is the foundation of time management. So it's the ultimate foundation. You wouldn't try to build a house without making sure that it has a sturdy foundation to put the rest of the stuff on. So why would you do that with your life? Sleep is the ultimate foundation and that will never not be true, which means you cannot sacrifice sleep to get things done. You need a minimum of seven hours. If you usually get eight or nine and you have to cut down to seven, that's okay. But if you find yourself getting less than seven hours of sleep, you cannot keep doing stuff. Not only will you not get enough sleep, but because of that, the rest of your productivity stuff will diminish. Staying up late will diminish your productivity and not getting enough sleep will diminish your productivity for the next day. Use the prioritization technique we talked about earlier. Assess the urgency of each task, and if something needs to get done today, then get it done first before you run into a, I might not have enough time to do the rest of this problem. And then move all the rest of the stuff to the next day or next week, whenever you need to do, because getting enough sleep should be your number one priority. Okay, I think I've ranted enough about getting enough sleep and taking care of yourself and the other productivity misconceptions that I mentioned in this episode. But I just think that this stuff is so important. And that's why I get so passionate about it because I want other people to realize how important self-care is and how much of a difference it can make when you start to prioritize it. And so if you know somebody who you think can benefit from this episode, please send it to them. And if you're enjoying this episode, take a screenshot and put it on your Instagram stories and tag me and I will repost you and thank you for giving my show a listen. So thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Crushing on Life podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and all other episodes at emmatfink.com slash podcast. If you're new here, please consider subscribing so you never miss a new episode. Until next time, keep working toward a life you can crush on.